so today I want to continue. Last week I, I told you, I, want, I talked about a picture of love. I want to continue painting this picture today. Amen? So if you open your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I want to look at verse 6. Go to verse 6. Amen? It says, Do not, love does not rejoice in unrighteousness but rejoices with truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And I want to do with the A part at verse 8. It says, love, love, love never fails. I want to talk about this morning, nothing without love, a picture of of love. Amen. Part three. Amen. So far in this series, uh, we have, we started last week painting the picture. We started painting the picture of love. I told you that one of the things that Paul did here is that he personified love. He took love off the pages and he says to us he wants us to put it alongside our lives so that we can really ask ourselves the question amen do we love or are we loving in a biblical way the question today is and if you're honest with yourself have you portrayed love have you practiced love? And have you personified love? And are you willing to face the truth about yourself? Amen. That there are times where we only think about ourselves. Do I have anybody? What we're looking for in others, we can't even give to them. Some of us want to love, but we don't know how to love. Some of us, we desire to show and exemplify love, but, but what the picture that we have may have been tainted, amen, by the world. The picture that we have, have of love, amen, may be uh, distorted at this time in your life. And so I believe that even though we may find it difficult to love at, at times. I believe with a proper understanding from God's word, we can love. We use this word. We say to each other all the time, I love you. But do we really know what we're saying? Do we really practice what we're saying? A lot of people have told me I love you, but their actions never back it. Their, their actions do not line up. Have you been there? Have you been in a bad relationship? Have you ever been in a bad relationship? Amen. Where, where you thought the person loved you, but you found out that they were selfish. I don't know about you, but I've been around some selfish people. Amen. I've been around some people who say they love me, but yet when times got tough, they turned their backs on me. Do I have anybody? I've been there before where, where people will talk about love. 
but all they want is they want something from you. Amen. They want to use you. They want to abuse you. They want to say, I love you. And I want to say to young people, be careful when you use this word because this word, amen, has messed up many a people. Amen. This word love has distorted people's views. This word love, amen, has caused many a people to lose their minds, give up their careers, amen, give up on school and give up on life because they thought they had a picture of real love. And so Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul says, and I told you last week, I gave you some views, I gave you some pictures, some glimpses of the portrait that we're painting here. And, and I told you last week that love doesn't give up on people. Now, remember, we're using this passage, or this passage is being written in a context that we have to keep it in. Now, remember the context that it's being written in. It's being written in a context where people were abusing one another, uh, suing one another. Uh, There was all, they were saved people. But their view of love was distorted. And, and so I told you that you don't give up on people. Number two, I told you that love is good to people. In spite of them being negative towards you, if you love someone, you're going to be good to them. And then I told you last week there were seven people that love or people group that love was not compatible with. I told you, number one, people who were what? Seeking self-advancement. Number two, people who are, who are full of themselves. Number three, people who have an inflated view of themselves. People who are rude. People who are selfish. People who are easily angered. You know how many easily angered folk we got around here? Amen, 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 amen. One thing, you just say one thing, but then they're going to turn, I love you. Easily angered people. You can't even say boo before you get, get a look. Oh, yeah. Amen. Or, 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 or they just, they're just angry. Are you with me? People who keep records of your wrongs. You got to know that you got some folk around you that's got, listen, they got a whole book on you. And from the moment, amen, that you get caught in something, they're ready to bring it back up. They're ready to replay your past. That's not love. And the reason why Paul was getting to this church, because he's trying to get them to turn. If you're going to be a church, if we're going to be a church that pleases God, we must operate in love. Are you with me? We must seek to serve others. Amen. We must display the fruits of the Spirit. We must personify love. Listen, love will conquer all. But saints, what we must learn to do is identify when we're not operating in love. I told you, I told you that 
Paul is writing to this church, and as he writes to the church, this is such a beautiful passage. You know, you've heard this passage in weddings. Some of us may even have it in, uh, at home on a plaque. Or, you know, but, but if we were to really, and as we've been doing for the last two weeks, dissect it, we'll realize how short we come and how much work that yet still needs to be done in our lives. And so he goes on and he tells them, and so he tells them that love is patient. Yeah. Amen. Love is kind. Love, love is not jealous, all right? Love does not brag. It's not arrogant. Uh, it does not seek its own. It's not easily provoked. It does not, amen, take into account a wrong suffered. Uh-huh. Then we get to verse 6. Now that we have seen verses 1 through 5 of the picture, now we will finish this portrait. Paul shows us all the negatives that love is not compatible with. Many people say they love, watch this, but they're constantly negative. Amen. God is love. You and I have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Amen. And, and guess what? We are people that God has chosen, a, a chosen vessel, a chosen generation of people that God wants to transform. And saints, I want to tell you something. No matter what your past may have been like, no matter how much you may have been hurt, it's time today as I close this message, it's time today for you, amen, to embrace love and embrace a biblical picture of it so that you can move on. Turn to them and say, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Now, I'm going to reveal the mysteries of this thing called love. Because, Because as I read the rest of this verse, let's look at it. As I read the rest of verse 6, as I read the rest of it, I I see something here. Watch what it says. It says, it does not rejoice, watch this, in what? Unrighteousness. Now, that word unrighteousness, it just simply means to do wrong. Love does not rejoice, watch this, with people who are doing wrong. Love does not rejoice with folk who are cheating. Love does not rejoice with people who are stealing, lying, abusing, enslaving, destroying, and taking advantage of others. And if you find yourself getting your joy out of righteousness, something is wrong. Listen, I know people may have hurt you, but you can't rejoice just because they're fallen. Are you with me? The text says, love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. You know, in a relationship, when someone has hurt you, it is a natural thing to want them to fail. I'm going somewhere. And so what Paul was saying to them is you guys are all in this church waiting for somebody to fall. I'm going somewhere. The text says that if we love each other, we will not rejoice in what's wrong. I'm going somewhere. So my first point point is love finds no pleasure 
Love finds no pleasure correcting those who are wrong. See, what Paul was trying to tell them, what they were doing, they were walking around correcting people, but they were glad that they had the authority to correct them. I've seen this happen in church. I've seen this happen with people who are in high positions. They get joy out of correcting. Matter of fact, they get pleasure out of correcting you. Ever, ever happened to you? You see people who are happy because they get to write you up? Ah. They, they're, they're happy because, amen, because, watch this, they, they know you need your job. And so, therefore, amen. Now, I, I know we're talking about love, but there are folk in the church who got positions and they pull their weight. Come on, somebody. They get pleasure out of what? Pointing out your wrong or correcting your wrong. Oh, yeah, I got you this time. Oh, yeah, I got you this time. What Paul was saying is, we watch this, rejection of God's word leads to unrighteousness. Write that down. When you reject God's word, it leads to unrighteousness, watch this, which leads to rejoicing in wrongdoing. If you find yourself having more pleasure in the world than in the church, something is wrong with you. If you find, amen, that, that, that watch this, your joy comes from hanging with people, amen, who like to do wrong. The, Psalm 1 is right there. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in what? The, the law of the Lord. And in his law, he does what? He meditates day and night. He finds his joy in the word. And so if you are in a relationship, and if you have a position, if you are to correct, you ought to correct with the spirit of gentleness, not rejoicing in the fact that you busted someone. Come on, somebody. That you called someone out. Love does not rejoice in someone else's wrong. Are you with me? The text says rejoicing in the fact that someone else is wrong and watch this and you get to tell them. You get to be the mailman. Amen. You get to be the deliverer. And oftentimes, amen, in relationships and especially in marriage, because you're the head, I'm going somewhere, you, you feel like, you know, I get to bring the bad news. Uh, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. You're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And this is what was going on in this church. They were constantly going back, watch this, getting pleasure out of pointing out sin. I wish I had somebody. Rather than doing it with a spirit of gentleness, they were doing it with a spirit, watch this, that says, I'm superior than you. So I get to tell you that you're wrong. That's the spirit that they were in, okay? Look what he says next. He says, but it what? It rejoices with the truth. So not only is love, love finds no pleasure in correcting those who are wrong, but secondly, love is excited about the truth. You see, this word rejoice, 
It has the idea of being joyful. And what Paul was trying to say to the Corinthian church is that if you're going to love, you got to love truth. You see, rejoicing when others are recognized or promoted, amen, or doing better than you. That's, what, that's really what he's saying. He's saying that we rejoice, love rejoices in the truth. Listen, love thrives in an environment of truth, uh, in an environment of honesty, in an environment of integrity, in an environment of gentleness, in an environment of goodness, in an environment of faithfulness. All I'm really saying is love thrives where the Spirit of God is. And wherever the Spirit of God is, the Bible says there's liberty. And I want to ask you a question this morning. Do you really have love in your heart? Are you excited about truth? Or are you waiting for the next lie to come around? Would you rather live with people who lie to you all the time? While you're doing wrong, they're telling you you're doing right. Come on, somebody. You see, the question is, can you handle the truth? And if I love you, oh, well, thank you so much. If I love you, I will tell you the truth. See, they were going around lying to each other. He says love does not rejoice just because it sees you doing wrong. But love is excited about the truth. Anybody here excited about the truth this morning? Listen, you know what, you know what the problem is? Here's the problem, y'all. We can't handle the truth. And here's the other problem with that. The truth will make you free. But we would rather live in bondage, I should that in freedom. And so rather than hear the truth, you ever notice, husband and wife, when your spouse tells you the truth, how you get on defense? Watch this, watch this, watch this. When you tell the truth, right, you get all kinds of backlash. You get all kinds of looks. I don't think you hear me. But, but I was just telling you the truth. But, 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 watch this. but if somebody else comes along and, and, and they say the same thing, I don't think you're hearing me. They said the same thing. Guess, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be like, yeah, I'll think about that. I'm going to think about that. And so, so the question is, is that really love? Do you really love your spouse? Amen. You say, I do. Really, you do. But you don't rejoice when you hear the truth. Amen. Paul says love is excited about the truth. Amen. Look, look, look what it says next. Verse 7. Verse 7. Now, this is the one I want to get to right here. I'm going to help you with this. You ready for this? Watch, watch this. Watch this. He says, love bears all things. All things. Now, I want to be very, I want to show you what this word bears means. And when you think about it, you think, you think about like being patient. I'm putting up with you. I'm bearing with you. You know what I mean? 
That's not what the word means. The word bears here, it means, watch this, to cover something. It means a roof. It means a tightly covered, to, to, to put a cover on, on something so tight that you're covering it. Let me tell you what else. I want you to hold on to that picture. Let me give you the other picture. Watch this. Write this down. It means to hold out, to hold back. Watch this. It means to restrain oneself. But it also means to protect. To protect. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. It also means to be silent, to keep something in confidence. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Love covers, protects, holds out. Listen, this is something I got to learn or had to learn. Here's what happens. If person A does me wrong, what I do is I go out and I start telling person B. I have an impression of person A, but because I walk up because I, now, now, I say I love, right? But, but watch this. It, I can't hold it. I can't. Listen, the only person that really knows you is your spouse. I, I won't tell you that. I won't tell you. They know the real you. But if they love you, they won't go around, watch this, telling everybody you're no good. Revealing the secrets about you, your children. They know you. They know the real you. And so what Paul was saying is, if you really love, you keep silent about what you know. And you won't find joy in putting it out on Main Street. If you have a problem with me, you're not going to tell him. Yeah. You're going to come to me and say, brother, I got a problem with you. But what was happening, everybody was around this church whispering about this person and that person and this person and that person and that. Now, now it falls in the idea of gossip. But when I think about the word, the word means to put a roof over. It means to keep tightly covered so that water can't come in. What did Jesus do when he went to Calvary's cross for us? When he went to the cross, he covered us. He knew all of our wrong. He knew all of our sins. He knew all of our shortcomings, but he covered us. He kept it to himself because if he would have exposed us, I wish I had somebody. Nobody would be sitting next to each other if you really knew each other's dirt. So my next point is not only does love not is not excited about truth, but
but love restrains from revenge. Love restrains from revenge. You may have juicy information on people, yet because you love them, you won't expose them. I wish I had somebody. Why? Because you will be patient with them. Watch this, watch this. While helping them, we're not so quick to go on Facebook, on social media, and put them on blast because of what you know about them. I see so many Christians today. They get all upset about the church and they go on a rant on Facebook. They take pictures. They put all kinds of stuff to degrade the church and disgrace the man of God. But I want to tell you something. You never loved them in the first place because love does not seek. It restrains from what? Revenge. What I know about you, I'm not going to tell nobody. And I'm not going to use the pulpit to put all your business on blast. Now, here's the thing. If it happened to come up, don't take it personal because it was never meant for you. It was meant for everybody then. Do I have anybody? And so love restrains. You see, the word also has the idea of staying under to bear it to stay under. Listen, love keeps silent about, watch this, unfavorable matters. And that's what we have to learn to do, saints, is restrain ourselves from revenge. And we can take revenge on people and start talking about them to other people. Amen? He says love bears all things. Love hides other people's faults. Thank Jesus that he hid my faults. Thank God, hallelujah, that my past has been erased. Listen, don't get mad in counseling and start telling everything. Amen. People do that in counseling. They get mad and oh, I'm going to put you on blast. And they put their spouses on blast not looking through their own selves. Are you with me? Watch what he says. Love bears all things. I got to go on. But then it says love. Now, love is not a fool. When it says believes all things, it doesn't mean you got to believe everything. <laughs> you missed that. Hey, that, went, whew, that went up 288 already. Watch this. He, said, he says love believes all things, right? It believes all things. And so what that word simply means is that we don't believe everything, but we, but we give people the benefit of the doubt. Are you with me? Until it's proven that it's opposite. Oh, I'm helping you. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. Watch this. Watch this. Not only does love restrain from revenge, but number three, number four, God, love believes the best. It what? It believes the what? The best. Listen, I see the best in you. I believe in you. No matter what somebody came over and whispered to me about, come on somebody, 
See, when people come and tell me stuff about other people, I've already marked them as disloyal. <laughs> Amen. You never loved them in the first place. Amen. Uh, on, 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 on Wednesday, I had a gentleman came to my house to do pest control. And uh, he was there about 15 minutes. I was like, man, he sure is. He put, a, put a bill on my door for $85. I said, man, you were just here. My lawn man get less than that, and he there about 30 minutes. And there's three of them. <laughs> so I simply asked, I said, what's going on, man? I said, how come you didn't? He got a little attitude. I said, listen, man, don't worry about it. Called the office. They sent somebody else. The guy said, well, what happened? So now what he was waiting for me to do, come on, somebody. But see, I had already studied. That was, this was Thursday. <laughs> listen. When I say love, I'm not talking about you got to be in love with everybody. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a lifestyle of love. Now, I told this guy, I said, listen, this is what he did. But here's, here, and I gave him limited information. But I didn't make him look bad. I said, you know what? He just didn't do his job. That's all. And, I, and, and maybe y'all need to retrain him. You follow what I'm saying? Maybe y'all need to. You know what I mean? Because I don't want nobody to lose. This young fellow, I don't want him losing his job. I really didn't. But sometimes we get so mad and we call places and we complain about stuff and we ain't got no love. And guess what? If it was you, because you've done the same thing, you went to work and did some halfway stuff. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Yeah. Y'all perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You've done, some, you've done some halfway stuff. And if somebody would have called on you, amen, you probably would have lost your job. But here's the thing. I understood that when I learned that point of covering, oh, that was beautiful to me. I realized I don't have to take revenge. Because if I am a person of love, I don't, I, I don't get pleasure in other people's unrighteousness. I don't get pleasure in other people's fall. Saints, we got to get out of that. We got to get that out of our system. That we should want to promote others and see them do better than us. That's love. But that's love living out in you. It's a characteristic. Watch this. Watch this. When I say believe the best, listen to this. It's easy to believe a lie. It's easy to believe a lie. And on the, on, watch this. To the point, and watch this, and to point out the worst in people. But love should cause us, watch this, to focus on the good in others. It believes everything. So before I say, oh, I already know what you did. <laughs> see, see so, it, it, relationships, you know, we, 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 don't give, we don't give our spouses no breaks. I don't think you're hearing me. We don't give the people closest to us any breaks, but we'll give a stranger a break. Watch this. Someone who's not going to be there when times get tough. Amen. But, 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 but they got bad character. You understand what I'm saying? But here's the thing. But we'll show an unbeliever. We'll show somebody else, watch this, more respect than the person that's right there with you. Believe the best. Don't think, well, I know she didn't get that. I know she didn't get the groceries today. <laughs> I know she, you know, you're driving, I know she ain't cooked yet. 
Amen. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Amen. Believe the best. Believe. Listen, watch this. Put trust where there's doubt. Trust the person. Believe the person. Believe the best. And when you believe the best about everybody, amen, when you look with an evil eye, you'll see evil. But when you believe the best, hallelujah to his holy name, that shows that you love. Baby, I believe the best. Are you with me? Look what he says next. See, I believe all of us in life, because we've been let down so many times, our, we, watch this, we lose hope. It says love bears all things, believes all things. What does it say next? Love what? Hope. Do you know what the word hope means? It means confident expectation. That's what it means. And so not only does love believe the best, but the next thing is love expects the best outcome. Love does what? It expects the what? The best outcome. In other words, it's seeing the brighter side of things. In other words, it means that when it's hard to see good in people, love will give you, watch this, a confident expectation. You ready for this? That they can change. Everybody can change. Listen, everybody can change. Amen. They never thought that I would change. Amen. How about you? How many of you had some doubters on your team? Amen. Who thought that you would never be where you are right now. They thought you would still be wasting your life. They thought you would still be where you are. But I want to tell you something. <laughs> Hallelujah to his holy name. You see, parents got this kind of love. That in spite of all the stuff your children have done. Come on, somebody. In spite of all the mess-ups they've had, you still expect the best out of them. But can I tell you something? You can't expect the best out of them if you're not putting nothing in them. Do I have anybody? And it's the same way with every relationship in church. We are no longer going to walk around here magnifying people's wrongs. But we're going to exemplify love. And we're going to say, you know what? I expect no matter how far this brother or sister is far from God, that I expect that one day they're going to come back to Jesus. And they're going to give their lives back to him. I'm going to believe the best for you. Come on, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going to believe the best for you, neighbor. Amen. The best. Hope, expectation, love expects the best outcome. Are you with me? Lastly, he says, it bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. Watch this. It endures all things. You know what that word means? It means hupomeno, to stay up under a trial. Endurance. It is holding one's ground. Watch this. 
when I can no longer believe or hope anymore. When all hope is gone, the one thing you can do is stay. So the last thing that love does, it gives you the strength. Know why my wife's still with me? I'll tell you. Love. Amen. She's there. She's endured. And I have too. But that's the strength. That's where you get the strength to not give up on your kids because you have what? Endurance. That's the same strength we got to have for people who you didn't bring in this world. Brothers and sisters in Christ. A church that does not have these characteristics is a carnal church. So from now on, we're not going to say, I'm sick and tired of you. I can't take it no more. No, 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 no. We've already said love is patient. And right there at verse, look at verse, uh, verse 8, at the very top of verse 8. You know what my point is for that? Write this down. You ready for this? Love always wins. Love always wins. Love is a winner because love is God and God is love. You know, I don't know if you've seen the Beauty and the Beast before. The movie. It's a story of an ugly dude. This beast had a terrible voice, a terrible personality. He was a nothing. He was a nobody. But then there was a beauty. You remember the beauty, right? You probably know the story. All the beast needed in order to be somebody, watch this, is that he needed somebody to love him. And as the story went, as soon as someone loved him, come on somebody, he wasn't a beast anymore. There are a lot of people who look like and act like beasts. They have ugly personalities. They have ugly attitudes. Even after church on any given Sunday, many people will show how ugly they are as soon as they hit the parking lot. But it's possible for others to be like beauty. These folk find it possible to run into a beast and change them for the better through their love for them. You get more out of love. So today as I complete this portrait, number one, love finds no pleasure. Don't ever get to the point where you love pointing out other people's wrong. There's there's a way to point out wrong. You do it in love. 
Look into your own self with a spirit of gentleness. Number two, love is what? Excited about the truth. Number three, love restrains, it covers. If you're in my office, and if you see me falling, you're not going to be so quick to go on Facebook. Look where I seen pastor at. Or look what we talked about in my office. Or you're not going to get on Facebook and do a big video on me talking about that church ain't about nothing. Because you're angry. We don't rejoice in that. We don't what? We restrain from revenge. Number three, number four, love what? Believes the best. Love expects the best outcome. And lastly, love gives you what? Strength to keep going on. Give God a hand clap of praise.